Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning. And welcome to Direct Line. It's Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler on this beautiful uh, late, late summer Thursday, right? It's gorgeous. W- when does fall hit? Is it the 20th? I don't know. I think so. Like in a couple days, we're going to have fall. When people start but... putting the candles yeah. out and the pumpkins out. But you know, and... next week, we're going to have some 90 degree days. Oh, is that right? Oh. Is that called a, what is that? Indian summer? Indian can summer? Can we still say Indian <gasps> summer or not? I don't know. Are we allowed I bet you can. <laughs> you probably shouldn't So here's that. the thing. Are there a couple pool days left in your future or There not? may be. The water is 74 degrees and it has to be 80 for me to get in it. Okay. So, so like 74 is pretty cold. That for me, it Brisk. is. Now, okay. I don't okay. know. Now, somebody else might think it's really okay. refreshing. Guys, we might have to find out what 74 feels like. You know, pool party? <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, welcome to Direct Line. We're so glad to have you with us. We've got back in studio our friends Chris Lawler and Miles Clark. And I uh, wanted you guys to be with us today because we are part of a multi-church venture. Yeah. Um, cultural questions, biblical answers, better conversations. We've been studying together multiple times this summer. And in all of our churches, at Catlin, at Crossroads, at Second, in both venues, in Maine and in Next Gen, as well as in Pine Village, yeah. Indiana, yeah. with our friend Paul Stam, we are preaching the same sermons for the next month and a half. And so this last week, we launched this series with a message on salvation and the idea, do I need to be saved? Mm. Um, What must I do to be saved? And really for my message, the key point of it was really, is Jesus the way to be saved? And is Jesus the only way to be saved? So Miles, I'm going to start with you. Sure. Uh, Give us some early feedback. Let us know. How's it going at Crossroads? Um, It's going well. Um, We... uh... The, the one of the challenges I shared with you guys is that we have a Thursday night service. Yeah, and so um, getting you got that, church getting that, I got it tonight. All right, and so getting that message ready. Yeah, on and, and we meet on Tuesdays. Still, right, but uh, I, I tell you the the thing I think that our people are most excited about is the fact that we are doing this mm-hmm. yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and they're looking forward to some of the the subjects that we're gonna to to cover as well, but. And uh, the salvation message went over really well. Yeah. Um, but but really that aspect of, as you shared, that we're studying together, that we're sharing yeah. together, yeah. that we yeah. are, it's a... It's a common yeah. uh, subject matter. Mm-hmm. So, and I thought something that was great from that first kind of focus study session that we had a week ago Tuesday was I took something that you brought up, Chris. I took something that you brought up, Miles. I took something that Paul brought up, and I just think there is strength in numbers. Yeah. And yeah. man, I love it, Chris. What, what's your thought? This is kind of your idea. Uh, crazy as that is, yeah. Way to um, go. Yeah, it has been um, personally rewarding. Like you just said, to be able to draw mm-hmm. from other people, mm-hmm. uh, to get other perspectives, how would you handle this, uh, that sort of thing. But also just to know that our people have questions. I mm-hmm. think for a long time, I think we've assumed that that a that Christians don't have questions or that non-Christians, you know, will ask or whatever. But but if we track all the way back to where a lot of people say their faith deviated or they started to walk away or they're not sure that they have a faith, oftentimes it's because they had a lingering doubt or a question yeah. that they either got a bad answer to or no, no answer right. to at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for me, the ability for us to, in a combined way, to say, 
we're going to tackle these questions and then root them on on God's word and in God's word uh, has been super rewarding. We're only one week in, but so far mm-hmm. the the uh, momentum is good. Yeah. With the Steph, church. what do you think? You're not studying with us, although not, you'd be welcome to join us. Right. But um, what's your thought? I love the fact again that you're working together. Um, I think I think congregations. Um, you know, we love our pastors and we want our pastors to be healthy. And sometimes I think pastors become these little silos mm-hmm. and they're just doing their own thing. And so I think I'm, I'm most excited that both of our venues are going to walk out every week for six or seven weeks or whatever long it is. And we're going to have studied the same thing and, right. and that you guys are doing that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, my question is, have there been better conversations already or not? Mm-hmm. Has that started? Oh, yeah. I mean, not for yeah. you guys, obviously, right. but right. within your congregation. I, I think so. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah, to go with that, um, I think that's one of the exciting aspects as well, that we are actually presenting Mm -hmm. them with um – uh, we're equipping them mm-hmm. to have those conversations mm-hmm. right. with their friends, their family, their coworkers. Yeah, are you going to so. give us every week some questions? Because that's I'm what I appreciate. Like your, your, one of your questions last week, at least that you said, was a good conversation starter with someone, maybe a neighbor or a coworker. Are you at peace? Do you yeah. have peace with, yeah, right. with God yeah. or just peace in general? And I thought that was a really good yeah. conversation starter. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't know what to say. Yeah, right. Yep. The question that really connected with the people I've talked to was actually kind of the throw-in question, mm-hmm. kind of the, the right. third question that we came mm-hmm. up with, and that is, have you given Jesus yeah. an honest mm-hmm. look? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we told the story of guys like Lee Strobel and Josh McDowell mm-hmm. and Jay Warner mm-hmm. Wallace. These right. guys set out to really disprove Christianity, yep. mm-hmm. became Christ followers, mm-hmm. and today are the the leading defenders. We would right. use the mm-hmm. word apologists mm-hmm. of the faith today. But I had a really cool thing happen. Were you going to say something? Yeah, I have a little story. But okay, I, well, I want to tell you why. I had a member come up. I won't name him because yeah. I don't have his permission. <laughs> but um, I'm going to guess he's in his 60s. Is okay. going to be my guess. And he was a college student at Eastern, and very strong in his faith at that time. I think he was a part of the campus ministry mm-hmm. there. And they had a science professor that was just adamantly anti-faith. Mm-hmm. And there were five or six of them that were kind of in cahoots together, and they just said, you know, we need to do whatever we can as students to try to represent why we're Christians. Now, they didn't obviously want to do it in a way that they were going to get an F in the class or whatever, but they just continued to engage this professor. They gave him a Bible. They, they pooled their money and bought him a Bible. And on Easter that next year, this professor got baptized. Wow. And he got up in class following that, and he named the students, and he said, I am so frustrated with you guys. My life has forever been changed because of Jesus. And I mean, he had tears in his eyes. This is something that happened 40 years ago. But it's that whole mm-hmm. giving Jesus mm-hmm. an honest mm-hmm. look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's your story? Well, I went to lunch. Bef- this was the, the week before you guys preached the sermon, but I went to lunch with the guys from, from the tech guys to yeah. a local restaurant, and the server said something to us like, I think we said, how's your day? And he said, it's fine. He, and he said, I'm still living or something. And he said, I'm, I'm not ready to die yet. He said, are you? And I said, I am. Yeah. But I didn't yeah. take it any further. Yeah. And yeah. I was convicted during your sermon. I yeah. should have taken yeah. it. All the way. And yeah. I didn't. I just mm-hmm. left that hanging. Yeah. I said, I'm ready. I know where I'm going. And he just looked kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I didn't continue it. So mm-hmm. I got guilted. Well, well here, here's what I'm going to tell you. This Sunday, <laughs> yeah. the topic that we're tackling yeah. is yeah. death. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What happens after this, I die? This Sunday for you. Oh, buddy. Tonight, I got to eat. Tonight for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. true. I forgot about that, yeah. Gary. So. Yeah. We got Gary Johnson from yeah. E2 Elders coming in. But um, it, it's an important question because... 
so many people today, mm-hmm. death comes up. They don't even want to think about it, much yeah. less right. talk about yeah. it. Right. They yeah. want to just pretend it's yeah. in the future. And it may be in the future. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the reality is someone in our church, our churches, mm-hmm. is probably going to die mm-hmm. this week, this month, this mm-hmm. fall. Mm-hmm. And uh, are, are you ready yep. for the most important of issues? Right. So um, right. I think it's going to be a great Sunday. Mm-hmm. Go back to where you were eating. Oh, we you go know? about every week. Yeah. So I'll <laughs> yeah. have another chance. But I yeah. felt really bad that I did well, not take it all the way. But again, I think we always have to be in a situation mm-hmm. to where we never know what mm-hmm. opportunity we're going to have. And right. you know, h- how do you seize the day in a way that you don't come off like that obnoxious, mm-hmm. right. annoying, know-it-all. Mm-hmm. But like we talked this summer, you're planting seeds, yeah. spiritual seeds. Yep. You're watering mm-hmm. seeds. Yep. You know, you're you're spurring on conversation. And I think mm-hmm. questions are key. I really do. Is most people, if if you in relationship or in kindness, mm-hmm. ask a legitimate question, not with defense. People are more willing to step into that conversation. It's when we make definitive, even if true, right. statements right. that tends to end the conversation mm-hmm. or create argument. Mm-hmm. But but questions draw in conversation, right. and so mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons I like this this setup that we're doing. Is it mm-hmm. it allows us to begin asking questions like that? Yeah. Let me let me ask you a, a yeah. practical question. Does one of you plan the service or sermon and then just give it to everybody else? You Not yet. Notes. I don't think you so. Copy yeah. notes Not from yet. the other. So far. <laughs> no. Not yet. So It'd be a good idea. So they're different in, I mean, in the sense that you're each crafting yeah. your own sermon. Are yeah. your points exactly the same? No, no. In no, fact, not even it's the points. Kind okay. of interesting is, okay. and you know, I won't give too much of a preview, mm-hmm. but even this coming Sunday, when, or Tuesday rather, when we were talking, mm-hmm. is that we all believe in God's word absolutely uh-huh. with no no um, difference in that. Mm-hmm. But in this particular Sunday, I think all three of us will probably, or four of us, will probably have a slightly different bent or take on one of the topics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we're going to have the ability to show unity that we all believe in God's word, mm-hmm. but there's right. some places where it's still our best guess. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I, that's gr- that's great because the way I'm breaking it down this week is, you know, what are the theories? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know th- uh, about what happens mm-hmm. after you die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are the facts? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And and then I'm landing on the idea that um, that that. The, the the last fact is that we know who we're going to, right, right. and we may not know exactly what we're right. going, to, but we know the master, yeah, and and so uh, we can have assurance there, yeah, yeah. you know, so. you know, Stephanie, my dad died twelve and a half years ago, and it was sudden, and um, is he my angel that's mm. watching over me? Mm. You know, as I was on that you know, mountain bike yesterday and Mm -hmm. I almost hit that tree Mm -hmm. and I I was able to avoid Mm -hmm. it. You know, was that my dad as my angel Mm -hmm. or is my dad in a period of rest? Mm -hmm. And the next thing, even though it's been 12 and a half years, Mm -hmm. the next thing he's going to recognize is judgment day. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, these are some of the questions that I'm not sure scripture gives us a crystal clear answer to, but I I think there is a crystal clear answer that Mm -hmm. all of us are going to face judgment. Yeah. 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 And that, that after we die, Mm -hmm. the decision, has been made. That's right. You know, that's right. Um, I, if I light a candle for my dad, that that's not going to impact. Right. And again, right. I'm not criticizing anybody or any right. faith sure. practice sure. that they're a part of. But the choices I make in this life will define. That's right. Eternity. Yep. The, for the, me. the decision is made. That's here. right. That's yeah. right. So, that's right. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. I got Absolutely. to watch it pl- play out yesterday in a nursing home. Oh, you know, my wow. friend is Pat. We yeah. know she's dying. Yeah. She's she's ready. Yeah. And her her daughter and her daughter's daughter are there, yeah. and the love in that room yeah. was 
fantastic. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. she's ready to go. Yeah. They know where she's going. Yeah. It's just waiting now. Yeah. But yeah. It, it was it's I in a way, yeah. when you see death like that, yeah. it's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. It, it yeah. is really beautiful, even though yeah. it's very difficult for the family. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One of our one of our members, mm-hmm. in fact, the lady that leads Grief Share, mm-hmm. um, shared a similar. She was a nurse, mm-hmm. and she shares similar experiences. She mm-hmm. said you could tell when you're in the room mm-hmm. with a believer, mm-hmm. and and the yeah. family is is mm-hmm. a believing family mm-hmm. because of that sense of peace. And it's so, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Death yeah. death can be beautiful mm-hmm. yeah. as hard as it is. Right. It can be beautiful. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, hey, let's go to break. When we come back, I want to just real quickly talk about some of the other topics mm-hmm. we're going to be tackling mm-hmm. in this series. Mm-hmm. Make sure everyone knows where they can find these messages. Mm-hmm. One of the blessings of this age that we live in is that our services are online. Right. So if you're part of another church, man, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But you can still check this mm-hmm. out and kind of mm-hmm. see where this is going. You're listening to Direct Line. It's Thursday, September 15th. Greg and Steph with our friends Miles and Chris. We'll be right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member SI. PC. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You know, it's easy to make promises. The hard thing is keeping them. Sunset promises to carry your load at a most difficult time. To the communities they serve, they promise to be there for your children, your churches, and your organizations. Sunset promises to help our veterans. They will support them with the same level of commitment these veterans had as soldiers defending our freedom. I'm Judy Fraser, and if you're looking for a family that keeps their promises, I would suggest you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It is Greg and Steph. It is Thursday, September 15. Miles Clark from Crossroads and Chris Lawler from Catlin Church of Christ are with us. And guys, uh, this Sunday is going to be great. I, I'm really, I think, most excited about next Sunday, mm. September 25. Yeah. Yeah. We're tackling the issue of life. And, you know, the issue of abortion, it's uh, up close and personal right now. You know, if if you don't realize that abortion is a thing, you don't read the newspaper, you don't get online, you're not listening to political ads. But what I think I most love about what's going to happen on the 25th is that we're going to hear from two women that have a most unique perspective. Mm-hmm. And Steph and I were able to interview mm-hmm. them a week ago. We're actually going to air that mm-hmm. next week mm-hmm. on Direct Line. But Tori oh, wow. and Cheryl are women mm-hmm. that have abortion in their past mm-hmm. and did not do much with that for Years. Decades, decades, you know, and now they really feel yeah. like they are being led by the Lord mm-hmm. to speak out, mm-hmm. to share their testimony 
and to be available, uh, Tori doesn't live around here. She's mm-hmm. hour and a half from here. Mm-hmm. She said, God spoke to me this week. I need to be at your church the day you show that video oh, wow. so I can meet with mm-hmm. anyone mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. wants to talk mm-hmm. about that. And I guess my question for the two of you, and Steph, I want you to chime in as well, but um, abortion right now seems to be this angry, hot button, we're going to scream kind of issue. Mm-hmm. How do we take the politics out of it? And really focus on what I would say is the theology of it. I think it's a theology issue much more than it is a political issue, but it doesn't seem that's what our culture is saying. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think you really hit the key is that with any hot button topic, any any debate or discussion, any argument in a, in a family, you know, husband, wife, I, is oftentimes it's really important <clears throat> to clarify the content. What is it really that we're arguing about? What are we really upset about? Mm-hmm. And and I don't know that we're having the same argument in, you know, the left and the right and, and, and all of that. But but ultimately, the center of the argument, the center of the discussion is we believe, I think, biblically, uh, scientifically, right. morally, mm-hmm. we believe this is an issue of protecting an unborn, not yet born human being. Right. And so from a theological standpoint, that life doesn't belong to us. Right. And I think all of us would say most every person rational person would say murder is wrong taking the life of an innocent without uh provocation without without the correct reason yeah. uh, is murder yeah. and and that's what we see uh is that life is god's and yeah. and you know created in his image and I, so i think we have to start there and make sure that we continue to come back to that question is how have we come to a place that 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 killing, ending the life of a child is the best solution right. to these sometimes mm-hmm. very real and right. personal mm-hmm. issues and problems? Those are real. Right. Mm-hmm. But 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 is killing a child the right answer? Yeah. So Dr. Yeah. Phil, I don't know if you guys are Dr. Phil fans or not, but this week mm-hmm. he had Lila Rose from the National, I think, Life Action Network or something along the lines. And man, it was a total setup. I mean, they were just gunning for her yeah. the whole show. But yeah. she was so poise mm-hmm. under fire i sent you guys a couple of yeah. the clips yeah uh, what'd you think miles well that that was key i think and and, and going back to what uh, uh chris explained there per, you know absolutely in agreement with what he stated but um but in our conversations going back to this mm-hmm. you know our better conversations mm-hmm. man she she was masterful yeah. mm. She, she wasn't stayed, angry. She was not. Everybody else she was. She was not. <laughs> yeah. And and I think that's key for us. We yeah. have we have to communicate that we care because Chris also hit on the, the, the you know we've kind of discovered that it, it's not just you know so often we say that it's a matter of convenience for yeah. these women or couples to make that decision. Right. And that's not. I mean, there's sometimes very real, real, real issues. Yeah. And we have to be compassionate. Yep. And we have to uh, find a way to respond yeah. to their need. Yeah. And so I think that's key. And, and I think she did a great job. Absolutely. Now, Steph, the other side of that that we're going to be tackling is not only the, the truth aspect of it, that we believe abortion is wrong, that we believe it's the taking of a human life and that life needs to be protected. Every life matters. But the reality that Tori and Cheryl shared with us that Probably one in four women in our churches mm-hmm. have yeah. abortion in their mm-hmm. past. Mm-hmm. What did you take from that time we spent with Tori and Cheryl along those lines? Well, what I took was how when they were young and these decisions were made, um, it wasn't 
them saying, this is my, my body and my right. It was, I found myself in a situation and my parents drove me over the state line and then we never spoke about it again. And it became a family issue. A young teenager. A young teenager. So you've got other siblings in the home who probably knew what happened, but we're not talking about it and how it became such a shameful Mm. thing and guilt that Mm. built over the years. And so I think rather than, you know, condemning women who make the decision and condemning men who support the decision, we have to realize that a decision is made sometimes and then the consequences later down the road, you may think this is my body. I have the right to do this, but 50 years later, when yeah. you and your husband are looking at each other and you haven't told him that yet, mm-hmm. or 40 years or whatever, and you realize, I mean, both of them said they gave that child a name. Right. And right. they memorialized that child. Right. It's such a bigger thing than I think what politics makes right. it. You right. have the right to do this. Right. Even if you do have the right to do it. Right. There's going to be consequences mm-hmm. that are painful. Yeah. Down the road. So for me, I was struck with how it became a family issue. I just yeah. never even thought about the family and, and how Cheryl talked about my parents who drove me there and they never talked about it. How did that affect mm. their life? Right. Right. For years. Right. Yeah. And so I am glad that we're going to talk about it openly yeah. Yeah. and that these women, I mean, for one, she had multiple abortions. Right. It wasn't right. one decision. Right. It was right. multiple. And yeah. I think it's going to be good to talk about it because yeah. Yeah. it's a, it's a shame filled thing. Even though one side of this argument doesn't think it's shameful, just right. do it. Right. You can do this. Shout your abortion. Yeah. Yeah. Be yeah. proud of it. Yeah. Well, that may be so in the moment, yeah. but. I think we forget that yeah. life moves on and yeah. we carry these things yeah. and it affects it affects right. us. You know, two weeks deeply. ago we had Annie from the Women's Care Clinic with yeah. us and mm-hmm. she said something I took from that that I'd never really thought of before is that these women, these ladies, they're not going to the abortion clinic right. with a smile on their face right. saying, praise God, right. I get to right. kill my child today. They're right. desperate. Right. They, they don't think there's any other option. And frankly, I think they're being lied to by culture in a lot of right. ways saying there are no other options. And that's not true. But in this case, this was mom and dad. No, I know. I, I know. It's not necessarily culture. It, it, sometimes yeah. it's the people that yeah. you love the most. It could yeah. be the man that's involved saying, right. I can't I can't support, I can't right. afford. I won't right. stay with you. If, right. Yeah. 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 So right. it's not always, you know, yeah. a, it's it's family, yeah. people that love you yes. that are saying yeah. this is yeah. the best thing for you. And yeah. and then it happens. Yeah. And well, here, I think following the abortion week, following death, yeah. those babies are in heaven. Yes. And yes. thank God that he has provided that for yeah. them yeah. that someday... Right. You know, they'll be reunited with those yeah. those children. Spoiler yeah. alert, um, Cheryl and Tori work with uh, a ministry mm-hmm. called Deeper Still. Mm-hmm. And we're going to really highlight it next week on Direct Line and uh, during the service on the 25th. But Deeper Still exists. There are Deeper Still chapters all over the country. Mm-hmm. They're headquartered out in Knoxville, Tennessee. But they put on these weekend retreats mm-hmm. where they help post-abortive women and men. That's something I learned. I didn't even think about the man. <coughs> but they allow them to finally go through the healing process. Yeah. And it's covered in prayer and it's grounded in worship mm-hmm. and the truth of God's word. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the grace place, yep. you know. Yeah. And again, yep. we, we mm-hmm. talk about our churches are, are going to be a grace place um, 
this is where, as my friend R.J. Davis would say, mm-hmm. the rubber meets the road, yeah. you know? Yeah. Are we it, really a grace place? And it's not perfect, and it's going to be messy, mm-hmm. whether it's abortion, post-abortion, whatever is. Mm-hmm. But that's the beauty of the local church is meant to be, will we get messy and say, yes, we recognize, yeah. no, we, we never support abortion under any circumstance. Do, right. abo- do we support that? But we right. will also not destroy someone we will stand right. with them that's right. we say that but yeah. even Cor- cheryl said yeah, that's right my yeah. my best friends who are christians say mean horrible that's things right. they don't know that i've had an abortion right. and right. they say you those women should be killed yeah, yeah. Yeah. i mean nothing but a yeah. bunch of baby killers and those are right. christians. Yeah. and that's yeah. why and that's yeah. why i'm so yeah. yeah and yeah. that's why i think the better conversations part of this is yeah. so important yeah. because I've, I've already started working on this is that Church, we must be better yeah. at how we speak, what we say, how we yeah. how we couch things, and also how do we respond? Are we a place where someone would, would be able to come in and say, well, I was a Christian or I wasn't a Christian, yeah. but here's in my past. Is there a place for me in heaven? Is there a place for me here among you? Right. And we need to have those better conversations. My, my wife's favorite analogy of this, and she heard it somewhere, or not an analogy, but um, what we should, how we should be responding is that as Christians, we shouldn't, you know, I'm not saying you can't protest or whatever. Right. But we shouldn't be screaming at these women at the front door. Right. We should be crying and weeping with them at the back door. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's where Jesus would be. Absolutely. And that's where he is. I mean, that's where he is for each and every one of us. We're all messy people. And, uh, and praise God that that he provided his Absolutely. son for right. us. You know, Steph, something I took from that interview, um, Cheryl had talked about how as a young teenager, her parents in Illinois drove her to mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Right. Um, I've always thought to myself, you know, my, my story is I'm adopted. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about mm-hmm. my birth parents, mm-hmm. but I've always kind of let my birth mother off the hook in that it wasn't Roe versus Wade yet. It was 1969. Mm-hmm. So she didn't have any options. Well, she did have an option. I didn't even know that, mm-hmm. that abortion had a legal status mm-hmm. in Wisconsin during that time. Mm-hmm. And it gave me a whole new appreciation mm-hmm. for my birth mother mm-hmm. that I probably won't meet this side mm-hmm. of eternity, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but she gave me the gift of life when it would have been easy to take a car ride, you know, Mm -hmm. and to say, I'm just going to, I'm going to do away with this. Mm So, um, yeah, it's going to be good. Absolutely. Hey, real quickly, and we're going to go to break. We're also going to tackle topics like evil. Why is there evil in the world? If God is good, why does it seem like evil is winning? We're going to tackle sex. You know, I told the church Sunday, (laughs) culture loves to talk about sex. It's all over the place. Why shouldn't the church be speaking mm-hmm. and, and helping, you know, understand where we believe God's word mm-hmm. should guide us. We're going to talk about race, the issue of race. Mm-hmm. I got an article that I want to get mm-hmm. to a little bit later in the show today involving college volleyball mm-hmm. and the issue of racism. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to wrap it up with a message on Christian nationalism. And really the big idea is where's my ultimate allegiance, right? You know, is my ultimate allegiance as an American or is my ultimate allegiance as a citizen, you know, of, of the kingdom. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's going to be yeah. good. Any thoughts before we go to break? Um, just that we may even do an eighth one potentially. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. right. Yeah. We are doing an eighth yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, I got to get that in the one, notes. Yeah. I keep forgetting yeah. to put that just in the notes. Yeah, I think yeah. we're How do you unity. Say on unity. Yeah. Oh, okay. Unity, yeah. the call for unity. Okay. So okay. I was going to do a Halloween sermon on October 30, <laughs> and I think we'll do a unity right. sermon instead. Right. So, well, hey, let's go to break. When we come back, I want to talk about college volleyball. Have you ever been to a college volleyball game? Oh, yeah. That's an intense deal. My wife was a college volleyball athlete. Nothing like what we're going to talk about now. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, my girl could throw down. <laughs> wow. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Nice, You're listening Marla. to Direct Line Thursday, September 15. We'll be right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member SI. PC. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217 217- Two six zero five six four seven. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Stephanie and Greg with Miles and Chris. And I just did not know that about Marla Taylor. How about that? You said, my girl can throw down. She can. When she's sitting in the second row worshiping, she looks so sweet. uh, She is sweet. And just gentle. But put her on the volleyball court. Really? Yeah. And and here's how I really know. She coached volleyball for a while. You probably didn't didn't know know that. that Yeah, in her early days before kids. Uh But um, when I worked at Lincoln... One of the most intense things that happened at Lincoln was intramural volleyball. Okay. And I never played. I stayed home with the kids, but Marla <laughs> came and played in my stead. And let's, man, they loved let's it. Let's do a staff volleyball well, be fun, game. But some, I'm telling you, you're gonna see a side you're gonna see a side of Marla Taylor. I want that, to see um, the side of Marla Taylor. You might Taylor. not recognize. Yeah. So this yeah. might motivate her to actually listen to direct line. This I, conversation. I hope so. Well, I love volleyball. Yeah. I love to play it. I love to watch it. Yeah. And I would love to play with her. So. Well, let's try to make it happen. Let's try to make it happen. Okay, right. so speaking of college yes, volleyball. Yes, so there was an incident that happened two weeks ago at BYU, Brigham Young University. Uh-huh. What do you know about BYU? Mormons. Mormons, yeah. that's right. <laughs> right. But they are a Division One athletic powerhouse in yeah. a lot of sports, huh. quite right. honestly. Okay. And so Duke University, you know, Duke mm-hmm. is a very uh, mm-hmm. powerful, famous university. The Duke volleyball team traveled to BYU. Okay. BYU won the match. Okay. But following the match, one of BYU's player, an African-American student by the name of Rachel Richardson, accused BYU and specifically one student mm-hmm. of repeated racial slurs and 
and the threatening of violence during the match that took place. Hmm. Now, for a lot of you that are listening, if you've never been to major college volleyball, hmm. you probably don't understand how <laughs> intense it really is. I mean, these fans, they, they really are out of control. Really? And they are in players' faces. Yeah, and again, it happens, you know. What do you mean they're in players' faces? Like I they mean, get on the floor and they're in their they face? They are right on the floor. And I mean, a player's getting ready to serve okay. and there are students mm. screaming at okay. them. And a lot of times they're calling them by their first name and they're saying derogatory things oh, along the lines. Terrible. But when you use the N-word, uh-huh. there is no place for that. Right. That is 100% wrong yep. in every context. Mm-hmm. And that's what the charge was. Okay. And so following that, I mean, there was a national uproar that mm. took place. Mm-hmm. And BYU immediately apologized. And then South Carolina, totally different university not involved, right. the national champion women's basketball team decided they're not going to travel to BYU this year. So you have this domino effect of you've got this racist behavior taking place specifically with one student and we are outraged and it has to stop. Mm -hmm. And, you know, BYU was universally condemned. Well, BYU did an extensive investigation and they interviewed like over 50 people and they watched uh, all of the video from the match, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, specifically involving the student that's being charged of using this language. And they listened to all the audio of the match Mm -hmm. and they interviewed Duke players and Duke staffers and BYU players and BYU staffers and faculty and staff that were in the crowd. And they have come to the conclusion as of this week that did not happen. Hmm. Yeah. And and it's not, I mean, one of the things that's, uh, kind of interesting is that from my understanding that the the accusation from the young lady from duke was that he did that multiple repeatedly. times repeatedly yes. through the entire not match. just once right 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 but, and and so they and, and part of the video they have a video shot that was on the student body the entire match hmm. and they said this student not only did he not yell the n-word he didn't yell anything. He was on his phone hmm. the entire and wow. we all know what that looks like, right? We've right. all seen yeah. Yeah. teens and college Top students that, that are, you know, I've seen whatever. parishioners. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Especially during the sermon, right? That's right. That's right. But um the reason I bring this up is BYU issued a statement saying we apologize. they they had banned this student for life right. from being a part of BYU sporting activities. They've apologized to him. They said, mm-hmm. we have wrong. We jumped to a conclusion mm-hmm. that we shouldn't have jumped to. You are welcome to come back. Mm-hmm. And they basically said there is no evidence mm-hmm. that any of this mm-hmm. took place. Mm-hmm. Now, B, uh, Duke's uh, athletic department is doubling down and yeah. saying, we believe our player. Right. We believe our athletic staff. And you have this divide taking place. Mm-hmm. I watched this debate on ESPN the other night. Right. Stephen A. Smith, one of the leading African-American voices in the world of sports, mm-hmm. came out. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much condemned the the Duke situation and said, there is racism that's Mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. There is awful behavior that's out there. Mm -hmm. But when we're fabricating that and creating a narrative, Mm -hmm. and then we find out there's no evidence to back that up, that is absolutely wrong. And so I just throw it out to you guys. What say you? Well, I, I, I want to be gracious to the to the young woman who who has made the accusations. I want to I, I want to give her the the benefit of the doubt that that maybe she was hearing something that she right. that mishearing. She so, thought she was so hearing. She, that. And so let's say best possible scenario is that she legitimately thought that she heard this, and that would be horrible to hear or to think that you hear. I think the issue stepping one step beyond that though is. Again, this idea in this world is you are always guilty until yeah. proven innocent. Mm-hmm. Not innocent mm-hmm. until proven exactly. guilty. Exactly. Right. And so there's that sense that immediately, well, if it if it could be racism, it was racism. Hmm. And if it was racism, you know, you know then we've got to 
cancel, remove. Right. And and there's just that such a quick response as mm-hmm. opposed to say, let's take our time right. and not mm-hmm. rush to judgment. Mm-hmm. Miles, what do you think, man? Well, and I think, you know, the, the investigation that went on at BYU – um, you know, I mean, kudos for them, first of all, that they that they invested the time to do that. Right. But then I start thinking about why not have com- better conversations yeah. with each other? That's right. Invite Duke to come in and yeah. do their own yeah. investigation. of yeah. it. You listen. You watch the video. You yeah. listen to the audio. And 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 instead of just as you said you know jumping to a conclusion yeah and and it seems like we're so quick to rush to that and and we believe without investigating right. and right. so that's yeah. Steph? My thought is I think you get some officials like the the tennis like US Open they mm. say quiet please yes, and everyone yes. gets <laughs> quiet and you don't have any of that so right. people can behave yeah why don't we just have higher expectations yeah. of students instead yeah. of screaming obscenities yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Act more like people that go to a tennis match. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It seems like they have it under control there. Well, I'll throw that out to you know the universities in the area and see what they say. But I, I do think that a lot of times, just because I'm not using a racist word or just because I'm not using a you know politically incorrect word, doesn't mean that it's God honoring. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that it's right. benefiting. That's that it right. doesn't mean that it's uplifting. Maybe we but... should just raise the standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Less yeah. beer drinking yeah. at football games and yeah. a little bit more decency yeah. and well, you respect. know, there used to be no beer drinking at football games. Used to you could not consume alcohol mm-hmm. at an NCAA event. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh the money to be generated right. was just too great. Have it, you ever had beer poured down your neck though at an event? I have I not. Have. Oh, you That's have not fun. Well, let's purpose. hear about this, Stephanie. At a, I think it was at the Cardinals game once. Oh my and goodness. Was, oh, you gotta blame it on. The, it was, I, don't know the, I don't know what the fans were, Let's but yes. they were happy back there. And, yeah. and that, there's nothing worse than warm beer yeah. down your neck Smelling on a like, hot day. Yeah. And were they Ugh. trying to target you? I don't think so. Okay, I don't think okay. they even knew that they did. Okay, they gotcha, were so happy. Gotcha. They didn't I thought care. maybe you were mouthing <laughs> off and they said, we're no, going to get Blondie. That no. wasn't it. Okay. <laughs> I was okay. a kid. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Made me think back to when uh, Brett Kavanaugh was uh, nominated uh-huh. for the Supreme Court. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And these charges came out against him. And yeah. I don't know if you remember what mm-hmm. a lot of people were saying, women must be believed. Mm-hmm. Right. If the mm-hmm. accusation is made, they must mm-hmm. be believed. And there was never any teeth behind that. Mm-hmm. But you know, I talk to people to this day yeah. that are convinced he's a serial rapist. All yeah. the talking points that you heard, nothing was right. ever confirmed. Do they right. not know that women lie? <clears throat> well, that's my point, I guess, I mean, that I'm making is that be really wise mm-hmm. in the charges that you make and the words that come out. I mean, Steph, you know, we, we could probably all name people that have been erroneously accused. I mean, mm-hmm. back to Matt Chandler. We talked mm-hmm. about Matt Chandler a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago, you know, and mm-hmm. there was this, you know, rush the judgment right. that because he stepped away, because his elders mm-hmm. have said he needed to step away, obviously something happened. And again, we don't know what the, you know, right. texting conversations sure. Sure. were, but we we want the worst as a culture. Mm-hmm. It seems yeah. like man, th- that is so true. Even with the with the Matt Chandler yeah. situation, I I keep I I have had conversations with individuals who said there's more to this. Yeah. Yeah. there's more to this. Yeah, how do you, you know, don't know that? Yeah, you know? yeah, and until until that's proven, yeah, 
You know what I mean? And I so, do. Yeah. I and is it any of our business? Right. Sitting here well, in this room. Here's what I, I told mean, it Steph. does trickle down. It does affect. It makes Christians look yeah. bad. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's not our business. Well, here's yeah. what I told Steph is that I do think there is a warning for all of us. And oh, we absolutely. talked about this in our st- yeah, uh, our study group this yep. week. Sure. Yeah. You know, Brett Kavanaugh, no one knows. Brett knows and this lady knows. Did that really happen or not? But here's what his testimony was. He was a high school student and he was drinking beer like it was going out of style. That's just a reminder that it, mm-hmm. it's never a good idea yeah. to be under the influence mm-hmm. to the point that you don't remember or right. that you're behaving. I mean, right. there are That's lessons right. for us to grab sure. a hold of. Sure. Right. You know, I share with you with the Matt Chandler thing. We'll never probably know, but it's a reminder to me, I need to be wise in what I text. I need to be wise in what I post. I need to be wise in what I share. Not that there's anything nefarious going on, but um, we're called to be a cut above. You know, we're called to rise above. So... Anyway, we'll see where that goes. I'll, I'll be interested to see, will there be a softening on one side or another? Because it really looks like roots are being dug and that BYU's digging in saying, we believe our fans and this didn't happen and Duke is digging in and they're saying, we believe our athletes right. and may, maybe it goes away, but maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. So, hey, have you heard of Yeshiva University? I have now. <laughs> okay, okay. So Yeshiva University, I believe in New York City, is a leading Jewish school. Do you know what Yeshiva stands for? What's it mean? A school that studies the Talmud. Yeah, what's the Talmud? That is the uh, the Old Testament yeah, yeah. For, for the... Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, the I Jewish, I, I, the Jewish I, I, writings. Yeah, the Jewish it, it, writings the and teachings. That's right. It's yeah, that's Jewish right. religious teachings. Yeah. And so that's what yeshiva literally means. Well, um, there was a group of students that said, we want an LGBTQ club at Yeshiva University. Mm-hmm. And they said, absolutely not. That goes against our standards. Mm-hmm. And the students sued. And a judge in New York City sided with the students mm-hmm. and said, you can have your LGBTQ club mm-hmm. because Yeshiva University is not a religious school. Mm-hmm. which is just Looney Tunes <laughs> yeah. to me. Now, I Crazy. think Yeshiva eventually wins. I think it'll mm-hmm. go far enough, if they fight it, it'll go far enough up the, the court system that it'll get to the Supreme Court and they will say, you all are stupid, what are you doing? They absolutely have the right to police themselves. I don't know mm-hmm. if they'll say it quite like that. Uh-huh. You don't think they'll say it like that? I Again, I'm not so. guarding my words, right? What, what might they say? I, I don't think they'll use the word stupid. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. But the point being, I think they ev- they eventually will have autonomy mm-hmm. as a religious mm-hmm. institution mm-hmm. to say mm-hmm. this does not fly in our context. Yeah, this this article where it says what, really what it comes down to the question is what does it mean to be religious? Which right. I think is like uh, before we went on, uh-huh. people say, well, what is a woman? Right. What is right. sex? Right. What is inhaling? Yeah. What is right. is? Right. I mean, right. Yeah. Come right. on. Right. It's a religious. That's it right. is a religious school. Walks like a duck. Religion. Yeah, but, I mean. Yeah. But right. in this article, they also cite how the Franciscan uh, hospital system, right, right. they won a victory mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. they will not be required in their hospitals. This is a, a Catholic group. Mm-hmm, right. They're yeah, not going to be required for, yeah. to perform abortions right. Right. or gender transitions, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even though people are, are pushing, our, our current yeah. president right. and his right. administration right. are pushing that Catholic hospitals would have to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a mixed bag in mm-hmm, a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But again, I know people they're tired they are tired of me bringing this up but i still think religious liberty and freedom mm-hmm. is an issue we have to be aware of there's been a lot of victories yeah. for people of faith but we see right here with the shiva university um they didn't win right and it'll probably be but probably, they will they will eventually they will. But, but what's going to happen between now and then you right. know a lot of money. right and that's that's right and, and that you is hit it on the head a girl. lot of money that's right i think that 
is the agenda yeah yeah of of yeah. of some of these groups is yeah. we're just we're just going to push right. and push yeah. and yeah. push and push and attack yeah and yeah. Uh, well in a yeah. in a battle in a war there there are battles and in battles there are you you move ahead you mm-hmm. move behind you, mm-hmm. you have advancement you have retreat and and I do believe there's an agenda that says hey, we may not win at the supreme court level but we will take these steps. We will mm-hmm. take these victories, um, and 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 it is an agenda. Yeah, and right. because I don't think they really. I don't think at the at the base do they really believe this is not a religious school. Right. I think they know that. Mm-hmm. Right, but they're right. pressing. It's one judge, mm-hmm. you know that. And I think it's meant to dumb down the rest of it us. It is. It is. Well, oh, it's not really religion. It it's not sex. It's not inhaling. Well, yes, it is. I yeah. think it's meant for us as people of faith to say, eh, no big. You know, we, we can still sing our hymns. We can still sing our songs. Yeah. And, yeah. It'd today. be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah. No, I just said yeah. today. Yeah, that's we right. Still do that's that. right. That's right. Well, hey, let's go to break. We're almost done. But when we come back, I've got some history. I can't get out of here without some history. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring... This is Rob Witzel, Area Supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darby's to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great! You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Direct Line, man. It's been a great show. It's been a fast show. I can't Quick. believe that yeah. uh, we're about done, but yeah. I can't get out of here, Chris and Miles and Steph. Well, we can. Without we sharing want. some history. But we can hit the road, hey, guys. As long as I'm in the captain's chair, we're doing some <laughs> history. Right. Although, Steph, you are going to be leading in the captain's chair a couple times in October. I'm going to be in Beirut one week. I'm going to be in Correct. Tennessee yep. another week. So if you want to skip history those weeks, well, you know me. Feel free. My history is a whole lot different than your history. Which we love. So. We love to learn about <laughs> spam. spam. That's right. That's that's right. Well, hey, September 17, 1630, English settlers changed the name of Tri Mountain, Massachusetts hmm. to Boston. Hmm. Anybody here been to Boston? Yeah. yeah. One of my yeah. favorite cities yeah. to visit. It's in honor of a pastor, hmm. a preacher by the name of John Cotton. He was at a church in Boston, England hmm. before oh, he came okay. to Massachusetts. Hmm. So, how would you like to call it Tri Mountain? Well, 
I would rather that they change the name of the state. Yeah. Massachusetts. That's a long name. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's hard right. to say. That's right. So, so there you but go. But no, that's cool. Let's I always see. wonder where did they get these names? Where'd yeah. you get Chicago? You know, huh. where, where'd you get the, the city? Philadelphia, where'd that come from? Mm-hmm. Well, Philadelphia actually comes from the Bible. Right. Mm-hmm. right? But that's Brotherly another story love. for another time. September 13, 1635, the Massachusetts General Court banishes 32-year-old Roger Williams for, among other, other things, his outspoken advocacy of a separation of church and state. Isn't that why they came over here? Well, they came for religious freedom, okay? Okay. okay. But this is the time of the Puritans and okay, Oliver gotcha. Cromwell and the mm-hmm. influence. And, you know, Massachusetts, uh, there wasn't a lot of separation of mm. church and state. Now, this is long before mm-hmm. the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Williams makes his way uh, a little bit south, mm. and he ends up founding Rhode Island and uh, the first Baptist church in the American colonies. But here's my mm-hmm. question for you. Until 21 months ago, Rhode Island was not the official mm. name of the state of Rhode Island. Do you remember what it was? The official name was the state of Rhode Island and Providence yes. Plantations. Wow. I did not know that. that. Yes, 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 yes. And voters in 2020, November 2020, said this is Looney Tunes. (laughs) We're gonna, and and they probably did say Looney Tunes. Uh, They decided to just go with Rhode Island. Don't blame them. Steph, give us the the final one. I'm gonna skip the third one. Give us the final one. On September 11th, 2001, in the early morning, 19 militants from the terrorist group Al Qaeda, Qaeda, Al Qaeda, Al Qaeda, hijacked four planes, aiming to crash them into major American landmarks. Two planes were crashed into the two towers of the. World Trade Center. One plane was crashed into the Pentagon building. A fourth plane, thought to be bound towards Washington, D.C., crashed in a field in Pennsylvania after passengers, including Todd Beamer, a Christian father and graduate of Wheaton College, tried to fight back against the hijackers. Beamer's words, are you guys ready? Let's roll, heard over an open phone line, became a rallying cry for many in the wake of the tragedy. Those attacks claimed the lives of about 3,000 people. You know, Sunday was mm-hmm. September 11, mm-hmm. and we had a time of remembrance on yeah. Sunday. But I'll be honest, I, I'm pretty wired on Sunday mornings. The emotion of it hadn't really connected with mm-hmm. me. And sat down with Marla mm-hmm. Sunday night, and there were several mm-hmm. programs. Mm-hmm. We watched a 60 Minutes program. Mm-hmm. Man, just the tears yeah. just flowed yeah. all over again. It's mm-hmm. a day I hope we will never forget. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a day that will live in That's infamy. Right. Mm-hmm. And yet, I think it's important, 21 years later, that we continue to tell that story. Yeah. Hey, good news segment. We're almost out of here. Celebrate Recovery kicked off their new year mm-hmm. Tuesday evening. Mm-hmm. We had a Taco Tuesday. Mm-hmm. That's always fun. <laughs> Just want to remind everyone you are always welcome mm-hmm. on Tuesday nights at Second Church as we try to overcome in the name of Jesus, our higher power, mm-hmm. hurts and hangups and habits. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. So, Chris, Miles, thanks for being with Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Preach well this Sunday. Miles, yeah. preach well tonight. Yeah. 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 Steph, thanks for another great show. Absolutely. And on behalf of Garrett, the sound guy, this is Greg saying thanks, thanks for listening to Direct Line. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.